0: This bulletin, Advocates of the Indigenous Voice to Parliament launch a week of action to educate Australians before the referendum, higher education to undergo its broadest review in 15 years, and in sport, Tyler Wright defeats surfing reigning world champion. Advocates of the Indigenous Voice to Parliament have launched a week of action to help Australians understand the proposal and clarify its purpose. It comes as part of an effort to encourage community voices to be heard in discussions and shift the focus of community conversations away from politicians and media commentators. Director of From the Heart, Dean Parkin claims he wants Australians from all communities to be included in the reconciliation process of constitutional recognition. Mr. Parkin was heavily involved in the process that led to the Uluru Statement from the Heart. Treasurer Jim Chalmers has criticized the former coalition government's superannuation policy during a speech in Sydney. Mr Chalmers has described the previous government's approach as ideologically motivated and says it contributed to the loss of $36 billion in retirement savings. The Treasurer says the Albanese government will put forward a new model that aims to preserve savings and deliver income for a dignified retirement. We'll try and end the super wars once and for all and make sure that the Future changes to the system are compatible with the main objective of super. And doing that requires us to embed superannuation's purpose into law. Australia's highest emitting resources industries could transition to net zero if action is taken now, a new report has found. Climate Change Minister Chris Boyne will launch the final report in a series on industrial decarbonisation pathways on Tuesday. The report found most crucial to reaching net-zero would be strong, effective and coordinated action from government, industry and finance. The research was collected over three years in collaboration with companies that represent around 25% of Australia's industrial emissions. Part of the plan to transition to net-zero emissions is accelerating the development of and investment in renewable energy technologies. The report also outlines how the transition could also create more than 1.3 million jobs between 2025 and 2050. New South Wales' labour plans to, plans to transition to renewable energy will look to encourage the use of solar panels in the state. Labour leader Chris Mintz said a community battery plan would be dispatched by the Energy Security Corporation, Corpor- Corporation which is part of which his party wants to establish for investment in renewable energy. Mr Mintz said investment in community batteries would allow more homes with solar panels on their roofs to access battery technology. We have to think of new ways of encouraging people to get solar panels on their roof. At the moment, that's about 26% of households, but this is a good way of getting that number up. It also makes a lot more sense. I think a lot of households would rather use energy that they're producing on the top of their house at night when obviously the sun isn't shining and they need access to energy. Higher education will, this week, commence its broadest review in 15 years. This forms part of the Albanese government's broader commitment to reforming early education, schooling and higher education. Education Minister Jason Clare will meet with the Ministerial Reference Group for the first time on Wednesday. Professor Marco Cain, AO will release a discussion paper at a university conference in Canberra. Minister Clare said one of the focus areas was on attracting more students into the teaching profession. In the budget last year is funding of more than $50 million to fund 5,000 scholarships worth up to $40,000 to encourage some of our best and brightest to become teachers. I want young people bursting out of high school wanting to become teachers rather than lawyers or bankers. And this financial incentive is one of the things that we can do to help. The, fin- the final report will be released in December. New analysis has found that higher education workers have suffered up to $83.4 million worth of wage theft in the last three years. The National Tertiary Education Union report reveals that the actual money is almost suddenly higher with at least three cases still ongoing or have no figure disclosed. National President of the Union, Dr Alison Barnes, claims systemic wage theft has been baked into universities' business models. What's most alarming is this is just the tip of the iceberg. We think that this figure is conservative uh, and we know that over the coming weeks and months there'll be more uh, settlements regarding wage theft. We think within the next uh, three months or so, this figure will go over $90 million. The extent of wage theft across Australian universities is staggering and a damning indictment of management practices across our universities. The report has called for action in three key areas including criminalising wage theft, implementing effective casual conversion provisions to reduce insecure work, and conducting new parliamentary inquiries into university governance. Reports of family violence are spiking as New Zealand continues in the recovery stage of Cyclone Gabrielle. At least 11 people have died as a result of New Zealand's biggest storm in decades with widespread damage to infrastructure, property and business. Police Commissioner Andy Costa said while reports of dishonesty offences had decreased, there has been an increase in family harm reporting. Mr Costa said the rise in family violence was not surprising given the challenges facing families in the region. As of Monday morning, police had received roughly 6,500 reports of missing New Zealanders, with 4,000 confirmed as safe. There are growing calls to burn engineered stone following links to an incurable lung disease likened to asbestosis. Silicosis is a lung disease mainly caused by inhaling silica, a mineral commonly found in certain types of rock or soil. Assistant Secretary of the Australian Council of Trade Unions, Liam O'Brien, says if governments don't act now, there will be 100,000 cases of silicosis and more than 11,000 cancers in the country. He says there needs to be protection for construction workers. Governments have had report after report warning about the risks of silicosis and other diseases, and the facts are clear. We're on the cusp of another industrial epidemic, one that would dwarf what we've seen in this country in relation to asbestos. There are calls for greater support for those affected by long COVID, with many who have experienced the condition feeling abandoned by the government. Chief Executive of the Barnett Institute, Brendan Crabbe told a parliamentary inquiry that future responses in how the country deals with COVID-19 should take into account those who have been dealing with long COVID. Long COVID is defined as when patients are still reporting symptoms or contracting new symptoms several months after their initial COVID-19 infection. It comes as today marks the start of the rollout for the fifth dose of the COVID vaccine. And to sport, Tyler Wright has beaten reigning world champion Stephanie Gilmore in the World Surf League All-Star quarterfinal. Wright now faces another Australian in the final four with Molly Picklum also advancing in the Sunday afternoon action. Two-time world champion Wright found the winning wave late in the heat, scoring a combined two-wave total of 12.17 at Hawaii's Sunset Beach. Wright now has her eyes set on a victory after a runner-up performance at last week's Billabong Pro at nearby Pipeline. And now, having a look at the weather around the country this Monday afternoon, Broome mostly cloudy 30, Perth sunny 34, Adelaide much the same 35, Melbourne partly cloudy 24, Hobart showers 19, Albury Wodonga sunny 34, Canberra mostly sunny 34, Wollongong cloud clearing 28, Sydney mostly sunny 30 degrees, Newcastle sunny as well 32, Brisbane a shower or two, twenty-nine. Townsville, a shower or two as well, and the top of twenty-eight. Cains, similar conditions thirty-one, Ali Springs, a sunny day thirty six, Darwin, mostly cloudy thirty two, and the Twice Strait Island Islands showers and the top of twenty-nine degrees. And that is NITV Radio News. <laughs>